T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Well, you have no idea how bummed we collectively all were on Friday when the fish fry got canceled because of the crazy weather. Yeah, it was bad. It was a depressing fog that hung over us. And we have counted down the days. We loved this last year. We had so much fun, and we are going to get out this Friday. So the first one got canceled, unfortunately. One of the worst parts about that is we all had to make some diff- different dinner plans on Friday because <laughs> yes. we thought we were, you know, going to get some gumbo. fish. But, oh, the gumbo. That's what we missed, Mark. But we're going to go out to Cottleville this Yay. week, and it's going to be fantastic on Friday. We hope to see you there. It's the Knights of Columbus Hall. We were there last year in Cottleville. The guests on the roundtable, Jane, Gene Evans, were trying to... Um, Get the final panelists, but that'll be Friday afternoon. We'll get started at 3. So same same deal. It's just a matter of nicer weather, hopefully. Right. <laughs> and we, uh, we know we have a few more left, and we have not filled all the positions, Sue, so we'll announce those as soon as we have them. Um, in just a little bit here, later in the hour, not only a cut of the day, but uh, Taylor Burks is going to be with us. We have a crowded field that is building for the 3rd Congressional District. That is... The, uh, the seat that's being vacated by Blaine Lukemeyer, he's not going to run for re-election. So we have Mary Elizabeth Coleman that's in that race. We have a um, couple other folks. We have uh, Bob Onder in that race. And now you have Taylor Burks, who's from the Columbia area. Taylor's got a pretty good resume. Naval Reserve officer was the Boone County clerk. So that, you know, I've explained this before. The district is cut in a weird way. It goes all the way to part of Boone County. And then through St. Charles, it wraps around St. Louis County into Jeffco. And it's just now, weird. That's weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. So we'll find out. Hey, maybe Taylor actually lives in the district because most of the other people, they don't even live in the district because you don't have to. Uh, I was so thrilled yesterday to interview Riley Gaines when I filled in for Brian Kilmeade mm-hmm. on his national show. Truth be told, we've tried to get Riley on. She's in heavy demand. But um, I thought we'd use the influence of Mr. Kilmeade and Allison, his awesome producer. Yes. And we got her booked yesterday. So... I figured, why not double up for people who missed this yesterday? She was fantastic. I had a chance to talk with her about all kinds of things, and I asked her how she was doing. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mark. Uh, And yes, I was. Um, I did a library reading down in Branson, Missouri, uh, and I did. I went up to St. Louis, and I had a press conference with the Attorney General, um, A.G. Bailey. Yeah, Andrew Bailey. He's really been a leader um, on the forefront of a lot of this gender ideology movement and pursuing litigation and really defending the rights of parents and of women and the safeguarding of children. So could not have been more glad to, to stand alongside him. Well, Andrew is great. And as you know, I kind of I talk about sometimes I talk about St. Louis in two ways as ground zero 
One, with um, the Mike Brown shooting from nearly 10 years ago, but on this issue in particular, and look, I've been talking about the trans issue for several years now, and believe me, I appreciate your voice, but we had, you know, Washington University, prestigious elite university and children's hospital here in St. Louis, Jamie Reed, the whistleblower, came out. It was about this year at um, this time, or last year at this time, that her report came out. Now, interestingly enough, Riley, and you've seen this, there has been slowly but surely a little bit more of that narrative from people even in this field that have been, were vocal in the New York Times and the L.A. Times. It's slow. And of course, they get all the backlash that you do, but a little bit more bravery in the last year, I think, and maybe because of Jamie. Well, you are certainly right. Uh, it was it was pretty cool because when I was in St. Louis, uh, they had three school board whistleblowers who were there um, who blew the whistle on really the insanity of what's going on in the education system um, and the people, the higher-ups, even above them, and, and what they're pushing for, again, pushing on, on the most vulnerable, right, the children. Um, so you're, you're totally right. I think the tide, slowly but surely, uh, it's certainly turning. Uh, parents are waking up. I think medical professionals are waking up. Um, I mean, just, just people in general, they see the insanity of what's going on. And now, unfortunately, we're seeing the repercussions and the consequences of what's going on. And I think people who, you know, maybe would have considered themselves apolitical, uh, didn't really want to get involved before, they're involving themselves now. And did this happen again over the weekend or last week at Ramapo College? Now, this is a Division three school. But what happened with a biological male that blew away the women, right? Oh, Mark, did it happen again? <laughs> it's happening, it seems, every day now. But you're exactly right. Uh, you said what happened. Look, it's the same story every single time. A mediocre man on the men's team decides to switch over to the women's team to become a record smasher. And what happened at Ramapo College is certainly no different. Um, again, a male uh, switches to the women's team. He broke multiple school records at their NJAC uh, conference championships. And again, this is college, right? So he's taken a scholarship. He has taken a roster spot. He has taken a spot on the championship team. There's only a limited number of spots. He took a spot from a deserving, hardworking girl. And it breaks my heart because um, having the platform that I have, I receive messages from his teammates or from other girls who have competed against him. Um, and they feel so lost. They don't know what to do. Uh, several of them reached out to me and told me, look, we feel as if we will be reprimanded if we speak out about this. We don't know what to do, but we know this is wrong. And look, I understand that because yeah. I was there. Um, the threats and the risk, they're real. Uh, and it, it's a really terrible position to put these 18, 19, 20-year-old girls in. So what is your advice there? I have a couple of questions about the bravery issue. One of them is about the media, but on the athletes themselves, because even in the situation with this swimmer from Ramapo, you had, you know, the teammates, the girls that were with um, this particular swimmer holding, you know, arms together, hugging, smiling. But, you know, behind the scenes, some of them don't feel this way. So what is your advice? If you hear from a parent or an athlete, they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to become the focus of bash backlash. I get that as someone who's a somewhat public figure. What do they do? I know it's a it's a difficult position to be in. Um, and look, I will happily admit uh, that I I changed my mind on this. Uh, at first, I didn't think it should be up to the girls to sacrifice anything, right? We're the ones who worked hard to get there. Um, there are people who are in place who are supposed to be protecting us. It's their job to stand up for us. But the minute I changed my mind, um, it was actually when the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act was introduced in the U.S. House, um, and it fell 
entirely on party lines, meaning 219 Republicans voted in favor of protecting women and girls in sports and all 203 Democrats, every single last one of them, all 203 Democrats voted in opposition of protecting women and girls in sports. And that's when I realized, um, you know, up until this point, I thought legislation and policy, that's how we fix this. And ultimately it is. But I realized in that moment, gosh, what a naive thought uh, to wait for for people to do the right thing unprovoked. We have to take action into our own hands as as everyday people, as consumers, as female athletes ourselves. And so what we can do and what needs to be done, and again, I know it's easier said than done, but don't go when the gun blows. Um, let the boy race on his own. I think that's the most powerful and the most effective oh, like way to yeah. send the message that we're, look, enough is enough. We're saying no. You know, and I had Greg Stubbe on my show in St. Louis last week talking about the Save Women's Sports Act. And the thing that's frustrating, I think even more frustrating about that vote from where I sit in the middle of the country is, and Congressman Stubbe said that, look, this is not even close. It's an 80-20 issue, right? It's not like 52 to 48 or something like that. I have... I have to say nice things about my friends here, Riley, who are Democrats, because the common sense Democrats who I know in this part of the country, they're just as outraged as you and I are on this. Now, one of the questions that I have, and I'm really curious about your answer. I highlight this all the time. Why? Maybe this is rhetorical, Riley, but the legacy sports media, the ESPNs of the world, our local newspaper, The Athletic, whatever sports publication you want to, this story about this male swimmer or any of the stories in cycling, et cetera, those are legitimate sports stories. No matter what your opinion should be, that should be something that should be featured in sports journalism. But it's not. It's just silenced constantly. They won't touch it, Um, which is incredibly frustrating um, yeah, for, for everyone, right? It's their job to report on stories. We're not asking them to give their opinion on it. Just report on it, and they won't do it. Um, I think a lot of that, uh, of course, well, ESPN in particular is owned by Disney, so, so that should tell you everything you need to know right there. But what this movement is, is driven by, whether that's the medicalization side, whether that's the social side, whether that's what's happening in sports or in corporate America, I mean, every realm – this movement is driven by money, um, or I guess the fear of losing money. And so, uh, look, ESPN, right, they don't follow red or blue. They follow green. They follow where the money is taking them, and they will realize very quickly uh, that this hurts them. Because like you said, this is a winning issue. And look at Bud Light, for example, the most well-known yep. example. Um, lost $27 billion, and their next commercial was a big burly man on a motorcycle with a camo can. <laughs> so it shows you they're following the money. Um, ESPN, in, again, in particular, they had a, during Women's History Month last March, they had a special highlighting Leah Thomas as this brave and inspiring and stunning woman who has overcome so much adversity and persecution to achieve the seemingly impossible, um, which I thought was incredibly distasteful, tone deaf to their audience, um, and they paid for it. All those things. And I highlighted that when it happened. Um, Look, I have a, she's about to turn nine in a couple weeks and she's a swimmer. She just started in a nice uh, swim club here in St. Louis. And when people hit me on Twitter or, um, you know, other social media, Riley, on this issue, they say, why do you care so much? I say, because I have a little girl who's an athlete now and she doesn't have a penis. And I think it's important. 
And I don't understand why this isn't discussed more publicly in broader ways. But thankfully, you're there, and I think you're a hero. And I consider myself a Riley Gaines superfan. And for some reason, this is terrible on the part of the host, I was unaware of the book Happy No Snakes Day. And I know it came out a few weeks ago, so tell me more about Happy No Snakes Day. And my apologies that I was unaware. (laughs) Well, it is aimed for children. And unless you identify as a (laughs) 12-year-old, then I, I don't blame you. Um, but you're exactly right. I, I partnered with Brave Books, who has been um, phenomenal. It's it's important that we have these alternatives, right? Alternatives, again, and in, in anything you could imagine, whether that's makeup, whether that's skincare, whether that's um, your phone provider, clothing outlets. Uh, of course, Brave Books is an alternative to Scholastic, uh, which, as you and I know, Scholastic is the group, the organization that's putting these these age-inappropriate books in children's schools. Uh, So I partnered with Brave Books. We wrote the book Happy No Snakes Day, which is about telling the truth um, despite being afraid, despite what the consequences might be. Um, And so that was a lot of fun. It's, you know, I think the attack on our children, as we've said multiple times, it has, it's prevalent and it is only increasing. Uh, And so that's who we need to reach with this message. And look, the book isn't political. Of course not. Um, It's not partisan. Uh, Brave Books, they they do a great job of teaching pro-God, pro-America, pro-family values. Um, So could not be more excited to, to have partnered with them. I am most certain that this book is already in the majorities of elementary school libraries and schools across the country, Riley Gaines, right? You had to be overwhelmed with uh, just library orders for the book. Definitely. Um, and that certainly continues. Well, what I mean, you're you're trying, you know, the, the point about that would be there are books along those lines that deal with issues of, of gender and of race that are in school libraries and they're watered down. So allegedly they're appropriate for kids, I would argue. And I think you would, too, that some of these should not be in schools, which is what some of the fight has been about. But there would really realistically be outside of the God stuff. I guess they'd flag that no reason to keep a book like this out of a school library, but you won't even get a sniff. No, <laughs> no. Um, which, again, you, you can't be overly surprised by it. But I have been um, just incredibly grateful for the support that I've had from from parents of young kids, right, or grandparents. Uh, I think now more than ever, these people are desperate to hear the truth um, and to be taught the, these actual good virtues, right, because – The other side, they throw around words like compassion and empathy and inclusion, which in theory are often, they're they're wonderful things. Um, But when they say inclusion, they really mean exclusion. And make no mistake, it's not compassionate to ask a young girl to undress in front of a man. That's not what compassion is. So it's time we take back these virtues and, and I guess reclaim their original definition of what these words mean. Now, I know you mentioned you were here in St. Louis or, you know, in, in Branson as well. But are you still on an active tour of spreading the word about this? And then seemingly every time you go somewhere and hopefully it didn't happen too badly here in my state. But you you have these organized groups that go against you, chasing into the back of a room, et cetera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Always. And it certainly did happen in Missouri, um, which shows you there, there's pockets of this everywhere. Um, but yeah, a big push of mine and what I've, I've dedicated a lot of my time to in these next coming months is speaking on college campuses. Um, as we've said, the youth is so important and that, that stands true for my generation, Gen Z. Uh, being a recent college graduate myself, I, I know how 
hostile and unwelcoming these environments are to people with, I mean, Christian conservatives, really. Um, so that has been a big push of mine. I will be speaking at UNC tomorrow, and then South Carolina, and then Clemson. Um, I spoke at Hannibal LaGrange, actually, in Missouri. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, just trying to engage the youth. It is so important because it is our future. It's up to us to to put this country back on the right track. Have you ever had an exchange with someone who is on the other side and just ask the issue, maybe it's a parent, just ask the issue of fairness and how they think it's fair that a daughter like mine, for example, or, you know, even swimmers that are at the NCAA collegiate level should have to compete against biological men and just put them on the spot and say, really, you think that's fair? Is the answer always, well, they're a girl now, right? They're a woman. They've transitioned. Yeah. You know, the answer that I get a lot is that, well, it's about more than just winning. You know, what about this person's happiness? What about their feelings? You know, they could kill themselves if you don't affirm this. And they make it this really what I would call emotional blackmail. And it's effective, right? Because, of course, I don't want to be responsible for anyone's death. I don't want to have blood on my hands like they constantly say. Um, but that's the tactics they use. It's it's They try to blow this out of proportion. They try to make you feel guilty. They try to gaslight, really, young girls. And that's what they've done, and that's how it's been effective. It works, believe it or not. When you tell a young girl, and this happens time and time again, especially among academic institutions, when you tell a young girl she will be guilty of murder if she advocates for fair play and privacy in areas of undressing. Um, but I, I've, I've reached a point now where, yeah. of course, I don't want those things. Of course not. But um, we cannot back down from the truth at the expenditure of our rights as women and our opportunities and our fairness and our safety and our dignity, quite honestly. Absolutely. I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. I know my daughter is as well, even though she doesn't have, you know, the mindset to understand all of this. Someday she will, Riley Gaines. Thank you so much. Keep up the fight and hopefully we'll talk again. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark. She was fantastic yesterday. Wow. My apologies if you had to listen to that twice because I know some people checked it out yesterday when I was filling in for Brian Kilmeade. Hey, can, by the way, can Riley Gaines run for president? Oh, yeah, I no mean, kidding. she's smart. She has a grasp of issues. Now, I want to kind of piggyback off of that and um, tell you about J.K. Rowling and her latest on the interwebs because it was fantastic. So there was a story that came out. This is this is awesome. Listen to the headline. Transgender predator who only started identifying as a woman after being released from prison for sex attack on an underage girl is convicted of raping a vulnerable friend just weeks later. Now, the, uh, the line that caught people's attention is this in the story. A trans predator has been convicted of raping a friend with, quote, her penis, unquote, okay. just weeks after being released from prison. So J.K. Rowling, turf that she is, right, mm. said, uh, and she doesn't, she just, she doesn't take crap. Like, well, she's she got enough not... money. The, she's right. got the F.U. money. So, and she's, uh, what do they call it? She's got the blue check now, you know, on Twitter, so she can oh. write a bunch. So this is what she says. The trans activist outrage that ensues on here whenever I share my belief that jailed women shouldn't be used as a validation tool or emotional support prop for trans-identified male sex offenders is as revealing as it is predictable. Such activists can't bring themselves to concede. This is an interesting point that she makes here, all right? So play along. They can't bring themselves to concede that a man who was convicted of harming women, girls, ought not to be incarcerated with the demographic to whom he is 
a proven danger. Yes, because if they do all their stock arguments, no sexual predator would bother to pretend to be trans. No No, trans woman has ever harmed a woman in a woman's only space. There is no danger in making all single-sex spaces unisex. All that is exposed as the lies that they are. If they admit that even a single man isn't a woman because he says he is, the entire edifice of gender identity ideology crumbles. This leaves activists who rely on bullying and slogans, we just heard this from Riley, with nowhere to go, but you hate all trans people. Right. So you're saying all trans people are rapists, and of course, you're causing a trans genocide. And by the way, on that front, here's the thing, and I said this after the interview yesterday with Riley, there's been research about this. Kids who are confused about their gender and have mental illness, they're not committing suicide. There's no you know, murdering of these trans kids, but trans adults who have gone through transition and realize how effed up their life is, well, they kill themselves at astronomically high numbers, proving once again that it's a mental illness. So J.K. Rowling says, I think this particular issue also causes conniptions because it threatens the activist's self-image. These are people who preen themselves on their kindness and virtue. So acknowledging the truth that they're indifferent to vulnerable women being assaulted or traumatized threatens the idea that they have of themselves. They therefore double down. The prisoners complaining aren't really afraid of rape or voyeurism or violence at all, they say. They're not exactly delicate flowers, as one self-identified empath put it. If you support putting violent and sexually predatory men into women's prisons, you are knowingly forcing those women to live in fear of and in some proven cases to suffer abuse that many of them will have endured pre-incarceration. You are not kind. You are not righteous. Women have the basic human right not to suffer cruel and unusual punishment. And I told this story a few weeks ago about... um, a therapy, this was someone that was in therapy for addiction issues, and they had a women's group that was, um, you know, meeting. And in the women's group, on one particular day, there were two men with facial hair. And these women were talking about being sexually assaulted and raped with two biological men sitting right next to them. It should not happen. J.K. Rowling's a hero, hero as well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, well, we skipped our uh, first fish fry. We didn't skip it. We had it canceled because of the weather on Friday. We're going to try again here for our first fish fry of our tour this season on Friday in Cottleville at the Knights of Columbus Hall. We hope to see you there. We'll get started with the roundtable at 3 o'clock. We'll do the whole show from the Knights of Columbus Hall in Cottleville. We were there last year, so we look forward to seeing people again. And we hope that you join us. We'll do the roundtable live, the entire 4 o'clock hour, and the 5. We were kind of bummed on Friday because George Gray from The Price is Right was in town. He did The Price is Wrong in the 5 o'clock hour. We played a fun game, but we were supposed to do that on site at the Fish Fry, and it just didn't happen. I have an audio cut of the day coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I'll tell you that there were some things that happened in Jeff City today. Every time I talk about you know IP reform, people's eyes glaze over, including mine, by the way. But there were some... Things that did happen with uh, an IP reform bill that moved forward. Mary Elizabeth Coleman will join us tomorrow with some details on that. Now, she's running for Congress, as you might know, in the district that is currently held by Blaine Lukemeyer, who has decided to not run for re-election. I mentioned this a little earlier in the segment. This is a weird district. I know most of you probably don't have these congressional maps memorized in your head, but this district wraps around St. Louis County. It's in St. Charles, goes to Jeffco, but dips all the way down into part of Boone County as well. Now, I'm old enough to remember when this was like the ninth congressional district and Harold Volkmer, a Democrat who was pro-life and pro-gun, represented some of these areas. That was a long time ago. And certainly we don't see anything like that in politics these days. But we have another entrant into the race. Bob Anders in. We had Bob on about a week ago. Taylor Burks is a Naval Reserve officer, former Boone County clerk, joins us on 97.1 FM Talk. He's in the race. Taylor, how are you? Welcome to 97.1 FM Talk. I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on, although I don't appreciate you calling my district weird. It's just the way it's shaped. I mean, I think most people, if you don't follow stuff and you looked at where the districts are, you'd say, wait a second, how, yeah. how did that? I mean, you know how it happened. I know how it happened. I, I know how it, it happened. Is odd, uh, right? It, it is odd, and the people to blame include Bob Onder and Mary Elizabeth Coleman. We had a debacle in Jefferson City two years ago when the maps were drawn. I was the victim of that in the 4th District. I got drawn out of that open seat and into the 3rd District, and, and that happened how it did. But uh, the shenanigans in Jeff City resulted in a lot of congressional districts that look really odd. So what is, what's your story? I don't know you. We had a, a mutual friend of mine. And I can't believe if you lay claim to being friends with Fred Perry, that might be your biggest political obstacle. But he's a dear <laughs> friend of mine. Yep. <laughs> and Fred reached out and said, hey, uh, do you know this Taylor Burks guy? And I, you know, I don't know if you know much about my history. I spent many years in uh, Columbia on KFRU, and I still, um, I still love it there and you know, hold my alma mater uh, in high regard, despite some of the politics that's gone along there. But I don't know much about Taylor Brooks. I've been long gone from Columbia, so maybe some bio information to start here. No, that's good. We chatted a couple of years ago when I was running in the fourth. So oh, I'm I a think fifth I do generation remember that. Missourian. Yeah. No, you're fine. Uh, fifth generation Missourian, grew up down in the Ozarks on my family's cattle farm, joined the United States Navy, where I've served for 17 years, both active duty and in the reserves. I've been overseas three times uh, to the Middle East and a couple of times to the Western Pacific. So I've seen 
global affairs, national security, foreign policy is an area that uh, I've spent my life uh, since leaving college and, and seeing the world by joining the Navy. Uh, and then when I came home, my wife and I have been raising three little boys in Boone County, uh, where we settled and have been in the private sector uh, for the last few years uh, of, of our lives. So you were, you're no longer Boone County clerk, right? You had that position a few years ago? That's correct, uh, until 2018 and then uh, left. You know, we had a, a wave in some of the bluer parts of the country. Uh, and so Republicans, including Fred Perry and I, uh, got swept out uh, in, the, in the People's Republic of Columbia. Uh, <laughs> yes, and so yes. <laughs> Uh, the voter said, thanks for your service, and, and I went back into the private sector. Well, you have a great resume. There's no doubt about that. Why the hell would you want to go to Washington in the swamp and, and do this, Taylor? You know, that's a good question. And the conversations I've had both in the district and in Washington, D.C., with past supporters, uh, it's a struggle to want to get to that. But then you look around and you think, who's going to fix this? If good people stay out of these, uh, these positions, you only, you only you know, reinforce the swamp. And that's what I've seen in this race. You know, for the last six weeks, I've been talking to a lot of uh, rural leaders in my part of the district, and no one stepped up to run. And so I said, hey, I've I've done this. I have the resume. There are things that I care about. But we need a strong conservative voice from central Missouri, uh, because when Blaine leaves this Congress or this next Congress, every single congressperson from Missouri is going to be from the edge of the state, whether it's Kansas City, Springfield or St. Louis. We're not going to have any voice for rural middle Missouri. And I recognize the district gets kind of weird, uh, but that's a huge priority for a lot of us that, that didn't grow up in the city. Personally, I think that's important. I, I really I, do. I think it is, too. Yeah. I also think it's important to live in the district. And as I've looked at people who are jumping in to run, they have a long track record as uh, legislators in Jefferson City. Uh, they don't live in the district. And I think that taking the toxicity from Jefferson City and sending it to Washington just exacerbates the problems that we've seen for the last however many years. Well, but you, you have that advantage because you, you weren't in Jeff City, so you can you know kind of tag them with some of that. I think everyone's got, got their issues. Let's just talk about what you would bring as far as priorities to this. You, know, you talked about the rural aspect of it, but what else would be a you know, priority? Here's what happens. I guess maybe let's not dance around it. You're probably going to have people that come into this race that are in this race like Ander and say, ah, Taylor Burks is a rhino, right? You're not conservative enough. That seems to be the game that's played with a lot of Republicans these days. Yeah, I mean, well, that would be a silly, uh, silly prospect. I've fought for conservative values since I was a college kid and helped organize uh, college Republicans supporting Republicans back when uh, Missouri was a purple state, a swing state. And so I have uh, decades, I'm, I'm 37, but I have decades of experience supporting Republicans and conservatives. Uh, and, and that's what I've done. In the Navy, though, I've seen firsthand and I've served under four different administrations, four different presidents. I've seen from Bush to Obama, President Trump, and then Biden. And it's that perspective where I can say, hey, you know, uh, there are a lot of issues that we care about as conservatives, as rural voters, but I'm the only veteran who's running for Congress in this district or in the state of Missouri. And so I have a unique perspective when we're talking about the dangers of China or the dangers of Russia or where we're spending all this foreign aid, where we're wasting American lives and treasure across the globe. That's a unique voice that Missouri hasn't had in decades. So let's talk about foreign aid, because I've, I've evolved into apparently an isolationist because I have big problems with no accountability for 60 billion in extra money going to Ukraine. I certainly have an understanding of, um, you know, what's at stake with Putin. I saw somebody, you know, make a reference to 
you know, this happening in the 80s and, and Ronald Reagan. Look, the, the situation in the 80s, and I was, you know, covering the news and, and around, it was different. The Cold War, the very different time than we live in right now. Not to say that there still aren't yeah. important issues relating to NATO members in particular in Europe. But what would you say on that issue in particular? Well, the real problem with the foreign aid packages that we see today, they're tied up in so many other issues. You can't just look at the single issue of is this a country or is this a conflict where the United States wants or needs to be involved. So that's one thing. Like we need to get to single issue bills and have Americans advise their representatives, not say, well, the border is going to be tied to Israel and Ukraine. Like that's all nonsense. Let's vote on each issue on its own merits. The second part is there's a huge uh, benefit to the United States looking at these conflicts and determining, hey, you know, we have spare materiel. We have weapon systems that we haven't tested. Let's Let's send it. Let's sell it to our allies, Uh, one, because it supports our allies, but two, it actually improves our own military preparedness. And in those instances, I I support foreign aid and I support packages that have a benefit to the United States in that arena. But then the third part is there's no blank checks. Like it's it's entirely reasonable for us to say, hey, we've sent $60 billion and stuff to Ukraine. Let's start auditing this. Let's start to see results. Let's not let's not keep shoveling money down this hole without knowing what American taxpayers are getting for that investment. Taylor Burks, appreciate you coming on here on 97.1 FM Talk. Uh, he's running for Congress in the 3rd District. The website is taylorburks, for congress.com. We'll have you back. Thank you, Taylor. Good luck. Hey, thanks, Mark. All right, take care. Thanks. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I have a bit of an audio quiz for you here this afternoon before Uh-oh. we get to audio cut of the day soon. I meant to do this earlier when Fred was here, but I forgot, so I'm going to do it right now. And this will be outside of the, um, the audio cut of the day because I have something different from that. LSU was playing Vanderbilt, and this was actually from a couple of days ago. For whatever reason, this is kind of going viral at this um, moment. I think it's just because, you know, different outlets pick it up. Carolyn Peck was the announcer, right? They're playing basketball. Here's what she says. You tell me what she says here. As a coach, I say, bitch, stay in this ballgame. Stay excited. Stay enthusiastic. Did you hear it? I did. It what? was kind of funny. But what do you know what she really said? No. So it sounds like she says the word the that B-word. rhymes with. Yeah, but she's saying bench so what? listen yes yeah, she's not okay, saying wait. that okay. she's saying bench and if you now that you know that you'll hear it as a coach i say bench stay in this ball game stay excited yes yeah, so yes, but she's right, going but... viral because people oh, think that hilarious. she said the other word which i i can totally understand that but... <laughs> it was kind of funny i thought wow she's really out there okay but when you you're right when you say it i hear it and then i'll um i'll use this <laughs> as a bit of uh, uh 
you know, an addendum, if you will, to Audio Cut of the Day. If I say the name Jamal Bowman, you know who that is, right? Jamal oh. Bowman was the guy who pulled the fire alarm during um, the vote right. last year and had to apologize. And then we found out that he, you know, he really kind of lied about it because he knew exactly what he was doing. And it was just to stop that vote on the government shutdown, right? Yeah. So uh, he's making up for it, Sue. And I think you have to give Congressman Bowman, who is from New York, a lot of credit here because oh, no. they have on Capitol Hill introduced the—this uh, sounds like I'm making it up. Uh, honest to God, you think I'm making it up. It's a hip-hop task force. This is not just about music. This is about addressing the injustices in our society. Now it's time to organize formally— and bring into the halls of Congress the power and the transformative nature of hip-hop culture. Our Mm -hmm. goal is to make sure the hip-hop community has a seat at the table as we work on federal policy. Of course, you want, well, the hip-hop artists, you You mean the ones who make billions of, a lot of money? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to go through you know, any of the murders of, uh, you know, Stretch and Tupac and G-Slim and the Notorious B.I.G. and Fat Pat and Big L and Mac Dre and Proof and Big Hawk. These are all people that I've never heard of for the most part, except for a couple. But they all have been killed at a very young age, most of them in their 20s or early 30s, because of hip hop, Congressman Bowen. Okay. (laughs) But it's just reflecting the culture. I guess that's exactly what it does. So we're okay. Let's do this here. Now, the audio cut of the day. All right, well, we started with this this afternoon, and I will admit, and we admitted at the time, that it's a little confusing because we thought that there had been nobody charged with the shooting at the Chiefs Parade. But what we found was, because remember Friday when we talked about this on the roundtable, there were juvenile suspects. Well, they did charge the juveniles with something but not murder. But now, today, two adults... Uh, Lindell Mays, who police say was in his 20s, Dominic Miller, 18, charged with second-degree murder and two counts of unlawful use of a weapon. Here is the prosecutor in Kansas City outlying these charges. Uh, Mr. Mays is being held on a $1 million bond. Now I'm going to go to the second individual uh, that we have charged. That individual is Dominic Miller. He was also charged last night uh, for his participation in the events Uh, that occurred last week. He is an adult and he is in custody. And again, um, this individual, my office, has had no prior contact with this individual either. His charges um, are the same. That is murder in the second degree, felony murder, Again, the underlying felony for that felony murder is the unlawful use of a weapon. So, I mean, white supremacy run rampant with these suspects, ladies and gentlemen. You would not believe it, but here's what happened. From the evidence, it appears that Defendant Mays, that's the first person I I read off charges on, Defendant Mays was in a verbal argument with another individual. And the evidence um, does not reflect in these early moments that there was any prior history between these individuals, Mays and the individual he was in some kind of verbal dispute with. There was no connection uh, to each other, those two individuals. Now, that argument very quickly escalated to Mays drawing his firearm, a handgun. Mays fired, or Mays pulled his handgun first. Almost immediately, almost immediately, Others pulled their firearms. Defendant Miller uh, was one of those individuals. While both adults 
um, are charged with murder, the evidence tells us that it was Mr. Miller's firearm. Mr. Miller's firearm struck Lisa Lopez Galvin. And Lisa Lopez Galvin was the uh, woman who was the radio disc jockey who was killed. Now, a um, couple of things to clarify here. Miller, who again, the gun, his gun is the one that shot and eventually led to her death. He might have been the guy that we saw getting tackled. I'm not completely I sure. I wondered about Because that. a witness says that um, he tackled Miller because he saw him carrying a black firearm in his waistband, and the guy was saying, I'm shot, I'm shot. So now you have two adults who have been charged, two juveniles who have been charged with other things. And one of the messages today from that prosecutor in Jackson County was, we're looking for more people who may have shot guns off. So that's the very latest on that. That's your audio cut of the day. Sue, have a great night. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.